what's like simple and short. The Rugrats. <laughs> Hello and Ooh. welcome Ooh. to episode 61. You saved it. Of That's a Shame. Nice. <laughs> uh, I am Declan. And I am Isaac. And what a show. A hell of a show. We have planned. If anything, overplanned. Mm. Yeah. I've spent hours, days building up to this one. You know, um, they talk about oh, what film is it that they talk about it in? Cats. No. And dogs. Minority Report. Oh, the other one. Where they talk about the idea in policing of an orgy of evidence. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, everything is there and someone's written a note saying, I did it. Yeah, P.S. And you're like... And they left their address. Hmm, probably not. Uh-huh. Probably something fishy here. We've got an orgy of content. There's just Ooh. too much. None of it orgy-based. Uh, that no. I know of, no, at least. No, I know no, you've none. prepared a secret just for the- <laughs> Just had a quick thing to make sure, but no. Have you been? All right, actually. It's yeah. been my first week of actually doing any work. Really. <laughs> for the whole of for your the life. First, for, the, for the first time in 2018. Oh, yeah. So and how's uh, that been a shock to the system? Um, well, it was because I was uh, nocturnal. Mm. Almost entirely. Yeah. Uh, you were skulking about a... the night <laughs> while I was going to bed. It was like... Sleeping in Dracula, so that's... I was just, like, peeping out from the doorway. Oh, is the sun gone yet? <laughs> I'm going to go and lick the moon from my powers. Um, so it was a bit of a shock to the system. Mm-hmm. That and, you know, just effort in general. Really. It's weird, isn't it? But I have a car now. So also, mm. it's much, much easier than... You're going up in the world. Car, But flat. also, I have to pay to have it serviced and MOT oh, within a week. Down in the world. <laughs> or Shame that coincides with it. the whole rent payment as well. It's great news, isn't it? Bye, money. That's why we have overdrafts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And despair. <laughs> I had to explain what an overdraft was to my student today. Year nine student. Why are they struggling? No, because I got a text that was like, I get a text from HSBC taunting me basically about the overdraft <laughs> payment. They know that I'll never be able to make. So, well, I'm already, I already have no money. What about that situation implies that I'll be able to pay four pounds interest this month? Oh, I know. Fucking That's always joke. a favourite, isn't it? Yeah. That's a dreadful concept. What about this uh, news story today 
of an introduction of I can't remember which bank it was. It was a major American bank mm-hmm. is starting to like nickel and dime in a big way. Their lowest tier, just standard current checking account. Mm-hmm. There's something like if you're not depositing grand a month, you're going to get charged like a subscription of $30 or something. Oh, theft, you mean? Great, great big it's attack like, on uh, the poor. It's like that time, I think it was like six, seven months ago, maybe. And I was watching the news and uh, they were doing a story about how banks mm-hmm. were once again starting to offer absolutely preposterous loans Good idea. and credit to people who couldn't afford it. Yeah, well, and, can't go wrong. And they started talking about, well, this is similar to the sort of thing that caused the financial crash. So hmm. should we be worried? <laughs> no, well, well, hang on, hang on. Subprime hang on. what? What's the... <laughs> What's the angle that we shouldn't? <laughs> What's the angle of going... Just explain it to me for a minute. <laughs> Look, it was, okay, fine. About a million people died. <laughs> Eight million people lost their homes and their jobs. Ushered in an era of austerity. Oh, that's... What was that? Was that the government's own report that said... <laughs> it, <laughs> it was literally killing people. Yeah, that's it. So, I, you know, it just... Does it was, seem it like, was like the It was the Frankie Boyle thing all over again. They're like how it's just like Columbo mm. where they, they showed you the person doing it. They showed <laughs> you the banks doing it. And then half an hour mm. later, you're like, but who was really to blame? <laughs> Deep state. Orgy of evidence, yeah. you see, for the banks. Um, look, you said that there was going to be an orgy of content. Yeah. And I'm led to believe that you've prepared something in advance um, that fulfills that criteria. Uh, prepared is a strong word. Go on. In advance... Certainly. Okay. Um, but I, I might have lied when I said there was loads. But essentially, our good friends at Botnik Studios... I don't know what that is. Those responsible for Harry Potter and the portrait of what looks like a large pile oh, of ash... the robot gang. ...have done a new one, which no. is your Coachella lineup, <laughs> as created Mine. as created by a bot trained on thousands of band names. Oh, that's brilliant. And it's presented exactly as the Coachella that's poster. Very good. Let me tell you, it's a bit of art. Okay, that's so, good. So, uh, are you ready for our headline acts? Yeah. Or, well, do we want to build to the headline or no? No, no, no. Because we want to build to these tiny little things okay, that are just they in get... the small text. Cool. So, Friday, April 13th and 20th, we have Fanch. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Fanch. On the Saturday dates, we have one of pig. <laughs> <laughs> one of pig. Yeah. Is that like they used to be a super group, and then now it's just like only the drummers left <laughs> of of Pete Hogg and the pigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when Pendulum split, and they started like the guy who used to sweep the stage after was doing DJ sets in the West Midlands. Um, and on the Sunday dates, we have Lil Hack. Believable. Yep. Yeah. But let me just read the the sort of second line acts uh-huh. that we have at least. We've got Hoop of Gom. Of what? Gom. Uh, Spelt like comb, but with a G. I don't want that. Lab Raid. Lab Raid. That's a good name for a like post-punk. Yeah. Jacked like a man. <laughs> this one, one of my favorites. Giraffics. Ooh. That's, that's, there's definitely a band called that. Yeah, Giraffics. Yeah. And the logo sells itself. It would be like a graffiti giraffe. Yeah. Done. Ben Sex. (laughs) 
horse choir. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We would definitely I'd, be going to I'm see horse choir. <laughs> try and see horse choir now. <laughs> Quick, straight to Ticketmaster. Uh, Beth Factory. Okay. Smushy Twin. <laughs> Uh, Backwanzers. <laughs> no. <laughs> they all a bit sound like sweets in like Harry uh, Potter. Or the Harry and Paul. Oh yeah, that too. Backwanzers. Crunt bar. <laughs> Tapney Butterquins. Horrid. Mild by boys. <laughs> Beach feel. Beach feel, that's quite a good one. Paper cop. Bonio. <laughs> That can't be stopped. <laughs> the bootleg Tims. <laughs> That's a great name for a band. Then I'll, I'll just try and find some of my favourites in here. Here comes the death. <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> with, <laughs> the billions of Mario. <laughs> Mario as a plural there. Interesting. Indeed. Uh, what have we got? That's like Multitudes of Amy, the Sondheim song. Bad words, but spelt as one word, B-A-double-D. Mm. W-U-R-D-S. That's, That's pretty exists. cool. That's that definitely good. exists. Bog Wolf. That's horrible. Max Beef. That's horrid as well. <laughs> what this is telling me is that there's a really like nasty edge to band names. Definitely. They, they all sound a little bit like things you'd find at the bottom of a great big sewer. What about some of these? Some of these aren't quite as horrible. And then there's one that's very Okay, horrible. good. Hissing in the Sweet. Hissing. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. Uh, Bing the Bung. I hate that. That's horrible. That sounds like that guy who wants to be Big Ben. House of the Gavins. <laughs> Where are they getting that from? Because no band's got the word Gavin in. I bet it's just about no names. No band. No, well, no. Somewhere. Big, big sting. <laughs> Is that just like sting from the police? On still, But he's really close to everyone. Uh, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Slaw bomb. Slaw as in coal. As in coleslaw. Mm. A dirty slaw bomb. Psychic Gloria. Good. Uh, Hofty bag dude. Horrible. I I want to know. I want to know where all of these came from. I want to know the origin yeah. of each one. But that's the problem is we can't trace them down now. What about girls of parks? <laughs> Just any of them. Post wolf. <laughs> Post wolf. That's quite a good yeah. one. Uh, what does this reveal to you about band names? That they all follow the same kind of slightly horrible um, faux intellectual wankery. Mm, yeah, a lot of them do fall into post-wolf being a good example. Maybe that's just because it's the most recent one. I think like... A lot of them are trying to be like linguistic well, boys. Yeah, I was thinking as well on on the bus home from tutoring that there are just formulas for bands that where X anything will work. Y's. So X and the Y's obviously works better when there's a pun. Yeah. There. But or not even a pun, have, just a relationship. If you have like a uh, um, verb of noun, uh-huh. that that works. Um, Doing, or, or so verbing, ver, 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 verb verbing noun. for noun. Yeah. Verbing, verbing for noun, noun verb the noun. Yeah. So like, you know, pump the marmalade. Yeah. Kicking the Kick the Elmo. <laughs> Kicking, kicking the beef. <laughs> don't, don't use my way to cover up the fact kicking that your band's beef. called Kicking the I'm Beef. I'm not joining Kicking the Beef. Uh, X's of the noun. You know, uh, it's like breathers of the wind. It works better if it's an abstract noun. Okay. So like... Biters um, of the jealous. <laughs> what about like um, uh, runners of guilt? That's go. quite good. There you go, you yeah. see. They all, all sound like uh, something you'd find in like the Diary of a School Shooter as well. 
There's a oh, real like definitely. projected outsider quality to a lot of band names. Yeah. Are they like, oh, listen to us because only we have the right angle <laughs> on everything. Join me and the beef kickers <laughs> for our latest hot take. The guilt runners. <laughs> um there's also it's it's they're weirdly um medieval as well, I think. Because like what, one of like the thing- Game of Thrones. Well, partly in that form that you know mother of dragons yeah. kind of thing but when i had to teach like history of the english language when i was at the school hmm. one of the things you as a teacher is, uh, yeah that's it <laughs> <You> <laughs> as a pervert <laughs> <laughs> um was kennings so no. they one of the features of stuff like beowulf and like and maybe <gasps> boring uh, even even like pre-medieval uh-huh. poetry is um kennings which are these phrases where instead of uh, the word you have a kind of two two nouns shoved together right. that represent it. Like what? So, uh, is it going to you know, upset you know, me? Because I don't like the idea very much. Quite. One of them was bone bag yeah. for, for body. Yeah. Oh, my bone bag's sore. <laughs> doctor, doctor, riddle me this. My bone bag's hurting when I piss. <laughs> Horrible. You've done it again. <laughs> Stop doing oh. this. It's, I don't want it's to hurting your relationships with everyone. I know. With, with yourself. Self-sabotage. <laughs> Dreadful. Yeah, it just, it does, again, amaze me that a robot, mm. a robot. Can, just, can just look at a thousand band names and, and then instantly come out with 200. It is a shortcut to comedy, isn't it? Because, like, it's... Ob- it's taken observation <laughs> to so yeah, you fucking lazy beef kicking oh, bone sorry. bag. What's that? Is, that? is that a quiz you've got for us? <laughs> I don't have a quiz today, actually. So go. You fuck literally do. I don't know. Just my emails. Toby sent in. Yeah, it's not even a quiz. It's questions. We'll get oh. to that later. Anyway, what I was saying. It's was, not even a quiz. The, it's questions. Quiz implies there's a right answer, doesn't it? No. Yes. It does. No, it what, you're going to take a quiz at school where all the answers are just like colours you Half dreamt. the quizzes are which colour are you or which character are you? Yeah, and there is them. an objective answer to that. It's no, just that the no, quiz no, might not. not be perfect at finding <laughs> yet. We don't have the technology, right? Get this botnik on it. It'll tell me exactly which colour I am. Look, what I was saying was <sighs> Go that on, then. surely we must all worry a great deal that observation is something that robots can do so well. And like, what novel observations could we ever make now? All we're going to do is just like, look at lists of robots, generalizations about anything and be like, that's funny. But then the robots already made the joke, even though the robot is the perfect comedian because it doesn't care if it gets a laugh. It's just spitting out the answers to like, what's funny about band names. I suppose it, all of this is funny. I suppose the only names. thing that it doesn't have necessarily is the same editing process. And a podcast. <laughs> Fucking lazy <laughs> voice, robo. Yeah. Also, we have the <laughs> we have a small window of opportunity to have observational comedy about them before oh, they start self referencing. God, that's gonna be horrid when they all neural network themselves and like the thing about us robots, <laughs> if, ever if, noticed. If a robot comedian ever says the thing about us robots, I'm the end. ending it all. That's so, <laughs> I'll so fry myself on this circuit. Oh, dear. Well, look, 
I've got a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I, I want to catch up. I think we should take this opportunity to catch up. Do a bit of shame email. mail. A yeah. bit of before the end, shame mail. Yeah, well, because we've Goodness. been lax on it because we, that, been we had that poor. interview. And then before that, we had that laziness slash poor time management that's really been a feature of the show <laughs> for, for some really been time. been an Achilles now. heel to our existence. Yeah. So, look, we got an email from uh, a Mrs. A. Delane. Does that ring a bell? Um, I think she's emailed once or twice before. Go yeah. On. Yeah. Dear Declan and Isaac, have just been listening on my way to work and you were discussing people who slate films slash programs for not being realistic. This, as a couple of emails are, are in reference to your rant about Black Mirror, which really my is... Black Mirror tirade. Yeah, it struck Manifesto. a chord with the listenership. Good. This made me chuckle, Amanda continues, as it reminded me of when Millie and I went to see Paddington 2 on New Year's Day. Brackets, don't judge me. Surely the only judgment there could be excellent taste. Yeah, it's been enormously way. lauded as an incredible yeah, film. Yeah, everyone's saying it's like the best children's film of all time. So People are going Hugh mental Grant's about it. best performance. Yeah, where he's playing a failed actor. And also, there's something exciting about the guy who wrote the screenplay for it is adapting a children's book that we like, but I can't remember which one. Oh, maybe it's not we who like it, but I think he's doing an Enid Blyton adaptation. Oh, right. And he's clearly very good. Quite, yeah. So that would be good. Uh, I was thoroughly enjoying the film, but as it reached its exciting climax, a little bit of me thought, this is a bit far-fetched. But then I had to remind myself that the film was about a talking bear who wears a duffel coat. I like the specificity (laughs) of that bit of unreality. (laughs) And eats marmalade sandwiches. I mean, peanut butter's fine. But but marmalade. marmalade. After that, I just went back to loving it. Also, I went to see Sarah yesterday, which is... Emily's, Emily's mother. mother. Emily off of mugs, off of emails, Everything. off of life. Off of Detlev banning. And I have pillow envy. I may have to crack soon and sign up. Brackets, that means to the Patreon. That was my aside there to the Your listeners. Your parentheses, yeah. not... Keep up the good work. So it is We're good We're doing work. something, right? I mean, if your mum says it is, then... That's, that's that. This can't be wrong. Uh, Mark was in touch. Isaac and Declan. So you're not impressed with people claiming sci-fi films are not realistic Sounds like a really cumbersome reality TV. <laughs> so you want to be... Richard a... Osmond presents. <laughs> so you're not impressed with people claiming dot, 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 and then they change it each week. I would have to agree with you that the whole point is that reality is suspended and anything can happen. However, with regards to The Last Jedi, spoilers imminent. I really enjoyed the film, but dot, dot, dot. Two things annoyed me. This is Mark, not me. Mm-hmm. It's me saying it, but I'm saying what Mark wrote. I, I, more we or all less, get it. More or less. First of all, General Leia getting sucked out of a spaceship into space, best place to be sucked out of a spaceship, and then managing to fly Superman style back in. Why was this necessary? No question mark. At first I thought they'd done it as they had to lose the character as Carrie Fisher had died, but this was not the case. Also, I would have thought being Princess Leia is a way cooler title than General Leia. Thoughts on that? First, to address the final point, I think general rather than princess we're trying to get to that more like commanding female presence yeah and i think that's fair enough because she's like she's head of an army now the fuck was she the princess of and balderon really oh that one that you wanted to call the show after that's the one what was that flowers for alderon (laughs) imagine if like we made it to 61 episodes of a show called flowers for alder i like to think we'd still have gone with the dog (laughs) as the logo i'd have just put a tiny death star in it's iris yeah um 
yeah, I, I, I get that too. So she's made, she needs a new title. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Aldron's she's gone. a commanding presence. Gone, mate. Yeah, no one cared the fuck about her anyway. Mate, what even it was, was only it? Her. A fish planet or her what? And Alec Guinness for like one second. Was, oh, oh, lovely place. <laughs> Shame it's blown up. <laughs> Goodness me, had a holiday home. <laughs> um, now, Leia space flight mm-hmm. thoughts. Uh, I suppose my initial like response was probably similar to Mark's. It did feel a bit silly, just because it came out of nowhere. Yeah, there was no, not necessarily a precedent for it. But then I suppose that she is Luke's sister, mm-hmm. so therefore blood relative of the most powerful Wizard. Jedi, Jedi. About. <laughs> in the whole. World, Gal- multiverse. Space on that, he's the most powerful Jedi on that <clears throat> fucking rock. Yeah, I thought it would. So, I don't think it would have bothered me if I hadn't known she was dead in real life. Because I thought, oh, that's yeah. a weird and insensitive way to like kill her off immediately in like one second into the film, <laughs> and then she moves like, oh no, they're not doing that. So yeah. I think it was affected by the context. Probably, yeah. Uh, his second point is the battering ram cannon, apparently based on Death Star technology. Remember, Declan, that the Death Star is able to destroy a whole planet, such as mm-hmm. the aforementioned... Alderaan. That's the one. A lot of Star Wars knowledge you've got, when as long as it concerns that one planet. As, as long as it's that name. And this cannon takes forever to charge up and then just knocks the corner off the cave door. <laughs> Should have destroyed the whole mountain. Anyway. Corner of the cave door is a good band name. Corner of the cave. I wouldn't... Not door. I'm not adding door to that. Yeah. Anyway, as I said, enjoyed the film. Regards, Mark. P.S. He adds, in my last mail, when I said I'd enjoyed all of your holiday episodes, I'd forgotten the Thor Loki <laughs> fan fiction. That really was quite disturbing. So what I should have said is, apart from that, I enjoyed your holiday output. Now I will have to work on forgetting again. <laughs> Thank you for your clarification. That's Mark. lovely. It's um, good to know I'm not the only one. Who is uh, look, I, I didn't enjoy it. I think how much pain, more painful it was for me having to read it and deliver it. But you didn't have to. I was did. The point. I did. I don't choose mean- what I say. It flows through me. Oh, anyway. Good. Another <laughs> one for the list. Another-, another one for the file. <laughs> An email here from... Where's it gone? Emily has been in touch. You remember Emily. She was mentioned in an email earlier by your own mother. <sighs> so if you this- don't know. People think this show isn't planned. It's... Yeah, the circularity that just generates out of this spirograph of a show. It's just one delight after another. Passionate agreement is the subject line. Always what we like to hear. Yeah, I think that should maybe be what autofills in our contact form as just mm. the subject line. If you don't well, choose... We, we assume that. that's what you're... Yeah, like, what else are you going to be in touch yeah. about? Oh, I didn't like the bit where Declan looked a bit funny. Well, it's a podcast, so you didn't Audio. get to see it. You're liars. Firstly, thank you very much for my shame.city cushion. If anyone hasn't seen these cushions, they are, how would you describe them in three words? Hot. Angelic. A-F. That was, that was one word and two letters. Yeah, but they're standing for words. I see. Get you just program. don't want to be crude. <clears throat> not on this podcast, not on the radio. Have a look on Twitter. Do we have a picture of it anywhere, the pillow? I'm sure we've retweeted one of Paul's many Oh yeah, Paul took pictures. some great photos. Have a look at those. Uh, and if you want one of your own, then 
Sorry about that. But I haven't put the store up. <laughs> Send us an email. I'm sure we can. One day, one day. It looks wonderful on my armchair in my bedroom and is very, very soft. Bonus points for softness. It is soft. We can it's concur. It's extraordinarily soft. I'm always rubbing it all over every surface I can find to see if anything is like more or less no rough on it. wonder the place is so clean and the so <laughs> filthy. Secondly, the episodes where you provided commentary on the Bad Sex in Fiction competition and Danielle's Christmas blogging had me wheezing once again at my desk at work where they think I'm all crazy because I laugh to myself often and, crucially and here, refuse to participate in conversations about Weight Watchers or EastEnders. I think, I like that it's... They think I'm all crazy rather than they Partially. all think I'm crazy. Think I'm all crazy around so these Every parts. little bit of me. Every Man. little thing she does. The main reason for my message <laughs> is, crazy. is to let you know about my extreme. We've gone from passionate to extreme <sighs> agreement with the opinions shared in your most recent episodes. There were more times than usual where I'd be listening away and find myself agreeing violently Fist pumping, probably. Specific examples are complaints that Black Mirror is unrealistic. Insane. Seeing the lukewarm takes about Black Mirror on Twitter makes my blood pressure immediately higher. That's upsetting for me. (laughs) Uh, Almost as if there was someone doing their blood pressure on a bus the other day. An old man just took out a a blood pressure cuff. A stigmonometer. Isn't that just the worst? I've had another thing to tell you that's really upsetting that I've seen. I've been, I buried it so deep. Oh, no. <laughs> now, look. What, how long ago was this? I was years. seven years old. <laughs> I've been meaning the to priest tell you. entered. No, no, no. Nothing of the sort. Nothing that dark. Blood pressure cuff <laughs> pulsing under <laughs> his garb. Uh, no. Where was I? I think I was in the cinema. It was possibly the, when I went to see Star Wars, an extra little reference oh, yeah, here. Okay. And um, you'll be familiar, of course, with one of the great innovations in bathroom technology over the last five, six years, the Dyson Airblade. Just briefly outline its use as you understand it. It's a weird parabolic hand-drying machine. Mm -hmm. uh, Where instead of having your hands underneath... Yeah, like a kind of uh, supplicant gesture. Like, oh, please, senor! Consuela. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> no, I don't know what I was thinking of there. I think I was thinking of like a one of those um, begging the cartel for mercy. Yeah, I was thinking like Better Call Saul, one of the people with that cool Don Eladio guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. So instead of that, what you do instead <laughs> is dip your hands through a thin slice of pressurized air. air. It reminds like me of the Wonka Vater, does it? You fucking pervert. I like it. It's horrid. I'm su- very surprised that you like it. Well, there's one bit I don't like, which that, is that, seeing the skin move. <laughs> You're going to get that all the time. You can't blame the dice like blade for that. But, I mean, it's an absolute cesspool of horridness but you don't inside. Touch it. It's like one of those things where you move a metal circle around a pole. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but you don't like touch the, the slightest side. error and you're fucked. Oh, well, I don't make any errors, but slight or otherwise. <laughs> you like the Dyson Airblade. That's the greatest <laughs> error of all. Well, but you have to kind of, everyone has this strange, weird because they're hunch. trying so Ooh. hard not to touch any of the filth yeah. that you kind of have to, you, you have dip to turn your hands into a big, in like, like, uh, like cobra sort of pose. Yeah. And it looks like everyone's prepared to just fall into the whole thing. <laughs> like, the amount like of it, back it's step. one of the ways you get into the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> Well, anyway, I went into a bathroom and I'm one. pissing into it. 
like <laughs> once a year or not. And I mean, yellow mist was the both the watchword and the general aura. I I'd literally opened the door, saw that he looked up, and I just did he know him. he was really drunk. I think maybe he thought it was a year or not, but I think maybe he thought. If I'm this drunk, people I can get will away think, with I people think thinking. Yeah. <laughs> and I've always wanted to see what happens. And what happens is it just, it's everywhere. It was like being in, uh, like in Orlando theme parks. They do, because it's so hot and you're in a queue for a while, they have mm. like mist that sprays. Oh, yeah. Psh, nice, gentle, cooling breeze. It was like that, time. but piss. Was piss <laughs> all over the world. Oh, that is a shame. What a thing to see. I mean, it's it's ruined my relationship with bathrooms, and they've long been so with piss. No, no. Well, that's never my been previously. Great. <laughs> but no, type. I've always seen a bathroom at nice as a, a place of sanctuary. Oh, not public ones though. Surely, depend. I don't just choose any public bathroom. Oh no, of course. Not. No, I will go. I will walk up to forty minutes to find the perfect one <laughs> for just a bit of solitude. I went to the cinema the other day to see Three Billboards. Oh, the racist film. Oh, no. <laughs> the one that's not racist. Yes, I know, I know. Um, it's extraordinary. Yeah. Do go and see everyone. But uh, we went to the um, Camden Odeon. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been? No, you like Camden though, don't you? No. Oh. Although, it, I, as of tomorrow night, I will have been there three times in four days. Wow. <laughs> um but the thing about the Camden is it's literally like having a cinema in someone's uni flat. Oh, right. Like you, you, go, up, you go up some stairs and there's just this horrible blue carpet and all the walls are this horrid, slightly too close to yellow rather than white cream mm. uh, paint. And Pleasant. you just kind of wander up and it's, it's literally just like a corridor somewhere. Like you, you don't feel like you're in a cinema. I they haven't like tried. It. It's basically like walking through this flat in twenty years' time. Huh. And uh, and we went into the smallest little like screen, and we're waiting so long. It was due. The adverts were due to start at five. Mm-hmm. The film didn't start until twenty to six. <laughs> Forty minutes of adverts. <laughs> well, there was most twenty minutes of nothing. Oh, good. Of just the Odeon O on the screen. And the thing was that. Every now and then, there was like this little melody that would play underneath and that kind of like soft rumbling. Yeah. And then there'd be a... Whoosh, mm, and like a little a splash crescendo. of blue behind it. And every time everyone... Oh, Yay, fear! Oh, and then it just go back to the same thing as <laughs> That's before. interesting. They're playing with your emotions. I know. And then there was just a Martin guy... Martin McDonough's requested that they do that before all screenings of Three Billboards <laughs> to just generate such anxiety. <laughs> well, no. Well, here's the thing is that... Um, something that I can't remember if we've spoken about it on the show. We probably have, but um, listening to people after watching any bit of art oh, yeah, is, dreadful, always, is always a, a fun thing, though a depressing one. Yeah. Of course, the, the classic being after your show in Edinburgh. Yeah, I don't know if we've what, mentioned this before. Have we not? Isaac's show, which was uh, written by the wonderful Toby. Yeah, off of emails. Uh, Isaac was playing Alan Bennett. Oh, Alan Bennett. As was another woman in the play. Don't say another woman like I'm that. <laughs> well, you know, got my <laughs> suspicions. me. But um, who was also playing Alan Bennett. And it was Alan Bennett having a conversation with himself. Yeah. For an hour. Four hours. It was sometimes. good. Thank I enjoyed you. it. I was a revelation. 
I was a hungover. The writing was lovely. Dream. <laughs> but uh, we watched this play for an, an hour. Well, I say I we, didn't. I mean the audience <laughs> watched this play for an hour. And then I, I left and I was walking behind this old couple. And the man turned to his wife and said, it was very good, but I didn't know that Alan Bennett was friends with Alan Bates. <laughs> <laughs> Which was just the most spectacular uh, missing of the point. Yes. When I went to see Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, the play ended three hours of absolute theatrical masterpiece. Uh, and the woman in front of me turned to her boyfriend and went, so did they have a son or not? <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, okay. That's a shame. I went to see when I saw uh, Ian McKellen in King Lear oh, yeah. many a year ago. Um, the lights go up at the very end. Ian comes back for one more ovation, as mm-hmm. you would expect. He's knocked out of the park. And the first thing I heard from the row behind was, where's a king going to make friends with a joker? <laughs> <laughs> Not clown, Absolute not prankster. fool, a joker. Like the playing, the playing card, card yeah. yeah. Like he got his idea. From Alice in Wonderland, this character just sprung oh. into King Lear's life. But um, Very sad. There was, yeah, the people in front of us just turned to each other immediately at the end of the film. I only I counted like, two billboards. Which <laughs> is like, yeah, not, not, not a lot happened. Didn't, Fuck off. Wasn't really an ending, was it? Was one of their complaints. Right. It's like... It is a phenomenal ending. It is, though. But one of the things that really annoyed me was it was a really funny film, and I was one of the only people who was openly and explicitly laughing, Uh apart from one moment where there was this old American couple, a few rows in front of us Uh and on the other side of the aisle, who had, like, spoken out earlier. They, like, talked to someone like, oh... I think you're in the seats we were supposed to be in, but we've taken this one. So if they come in with tickets, you can just say you're us. (laughs) Great chat. Um, And they, I don't think they laughed for the whole film, apart from at the end. At all the racism. (laughs) No. (laughs) Not even that. Like, they were genuinely so quiet and unmoved by the film. Apart from, there was one joke near the end about, like... Ebbing being a bit of a shithole. Um, but someone's like, oh, but at least we don't live in, I think it was like Waco, Texas. I thought you said Airbnb. <laughs> you said ebbing as in ebbing, the place yeah. it's set. Um, and they're like, oh, at least it's not. I think it's like Waco in yeah, Texas. as in the Waco siege. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and they so, in such a preposterously elaborate and attention-seeking way. Oh, uh, I know where oh, that oh, is. Oh, oh that's there. a good reference. Remember going there, Mary? And they like genuinely kind of looked round at the rest of us disgusting. as they did it. I was like, I was so outraged. What's the compulsion? Why, why would you feel, what inadequacy is fundamental to your very being? I just don't think they understood the rest of the film. But they had to show that they understood film in general. <laughs> no, well, not film. We know Geography. <laughs> I don't get this film, but places <laughs> well, sure I'll tell are you funny. what, I heard, sure heard of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I, I've, I've seen billboards. <laughs> <laughs> not three of them, not in the same place, mine. But <laughs> That feels like a, a bit of a stretch. But <laughs> <laughs> That's a real shame. Uh, look, back to this email. Oh, of course, yep. Yeah. We were talking about blood pressure, weren't we? Yeah. 
blah, 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 blood pressure immediately higher, almost as if their stupidity is actively bad for my health. I also enjoyed Declan's points about the dark knight slash dark knight rises. How can you supposedly enjoy the dark knight so much and then at the same time trash the follow-up? It's not cool or fun or clever. You are just wrong. <laughs> Isaac is right about the Assassin's Creed film. Oh, I forgot we do need to watch that still. Oh, yes. It's, it's mesmerizingly poor. Like I, I watched excited. it twice on the same flight because I was like, I must have, I must have missed <laughs> Fever something. Fever dreamt like, some of it. Like, there's no explanation for anything that happens. I don't know how it got made. The game franchise has been up and down, but two of the most recent installations are art. The fact that these exist along the fast bender fast, nice phrase, is confusing. Ooh, the fast bender. I propose a fast and furious commentary of sorts because having not seen any of them, I watched them all recently and with the exception of the third one, they are also all art. Specifically the later ones with The Rock and when they consistently try to top the impossible physics of the previous instalment. They're so self-aware of their own garbage that they play up to the action film stereotypes in a way that is, as I said, art. (laughs) My own New Year predictions are that Joe of Joe and Angela will be in the news Mm, after police find a Science of the Lambs-esque bodysuit in his basement. (laughs) The Black Panther film will be so good and upset so many racists that will be an online petition. (laughs) I read this first as to remove the Marvel Universe, but said to remove it from the Marvel Universe, but I think I prefer just... Imagine a petition like just blotting out an entire... (laughs) Section of culture, (laughs) and McDonald's monopoly is put on hold after organisers find that Danielle is leading a fight against homelessness. I would say potentially for homelessness (laughs) Homelessness. by stealing the sticker packs from local McDonald's restaurants. All the best, (gasps) Emily. I forgot to tell you what I had the most pissed in a Dyson. No, I had the most horrifying experience earlier. Go on. In that, I when I was walking from the pub to the train station mm-hmm. in Camden. I had to go under this um, bridge. An underpass. Indeed. Does it worry you going No, it wasn't an underpass. underpass. It was just under a bridge. Oh. Like the um, way touch Underpasses movies. don't worry me either, though. Why not? Have I, you seen films? Yes, but this is the thing, is I always feel like they're cartoonishly Too scary. Mm. So I was like, no, it couldn't happen here. And if it did, I'd see the sense of irony in it. So. Yeah, that's fair. But I, there was a, a homeless man with his dog. Mm-hmm. And um, I... What dog? It was a, a, it was an English Bull Terrier. Oh, one so, of the top 30 best dogs ooh. as voted by the British public. So I bent down and I, I gave him some money. And I to the dog? I said, hello, boy, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, oh, pat the dog. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you made it sound like <laughs> the imperative. Pat, pat that the dog. Dog! <laughs> so I, I did. Yeah. It was very nice. Um, and what does it feel like? Content. Yeah, that's good. Um, and I spoke to him and then I stood up and there was a guy standing next to him. I was like, hi. And I walked past. And then as I got to the end of this kind of like bridge, I realized he had no looking face. back that the guy who was next to him was also homeless. Oh no. And I'd just oh, nodded no, and said hi. Off. And not giving him anything, despite sending like two minutes back to his mate. But I was like, but I can't, I don't know. I think he's, there was a bag of stuff on the floor next to him, but he didn't look. He's not in a house now. But he didn't look homeless as such. Yeah, it didn't fit the the stereotype. also, he is under a bridge hanging out with a homeless guy. And I was like... Unlikely to be a meetup. And I just had this... I had to make a, a five-second decision of which is worse, to, like, go back and be like, sorry for nodding, mate. 
Here's 20 <laughs> pence. Or, <coughs> or do that and then run the risk that he's not homeless. Mm. And I'm like, hey, fella, you look like you could use a penny or you two. Should have, what I'd have done is just lent into this character of an eccentric bridge-dwelling <laughs> benefactor <laughs> who just like tries to make it really jolly, like handing out trinkets <laughs> to anyone who crosses like an anti-troll. And to you, sir, my Eight remaining sticks of gum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. What did you do in the end? Just ran away. I just walked home. Curled up into the nearest back. ditch. Yeah. That's it, was, it was quite... I was. I felt so poor. Also, I went the wrong way at the end of the bridge, and so I then had to walk back past it again. Did you wave? <laughs> did I you did. give a little tip? I your could hand. not bring myself to. But thank you, Emily, for an email. She messaged me about it a little while ago. Uh-huh. Um, not giving us the hurry up. No, I don't think. I mean, it would be understandable. Uh, absolutely, where it's been. But um, she said that after sending it, she uh, she said she realised no, she realised that she kept getting surprised listening to it. You know how often she was just being like, "Yeah, yeah," and like whenever she listened to the mm-hmm. show, kind of agreeing, and then was like, "Then again." I have known you for nearly all my life. So the idea that we would share several <laughs> opinions doesn't seem as outlandish I anymore. Guess, I guess that takes away some of the, yeah. Well, it doesn't, I thought you were going to say some of the magic. It does for me. I didn't want to say magic, <gasps> but I feel deflated and I'm quitting the show. I'm taking all of your Mickey stuff away. <laughs> oh, no. You can't admit to a, a loss of magic. No, no. Well, we have a phrase a- whenever we go to a Disney property, which is don't spoil the magic. If anyone like is complaining about anything... Even if you don't know them, you just go up to me and say, don't spoil the magic. Don't And then you spoil. have a big foam Mickey hand and you go right up to their face <laughs> like that. Really, really sets the tone. For the people tone. who couldn't see you doing it, what did you do when you went, said like that? I think whatever hand action would accompany that sound in your head, live that truth. I'm not here to dictate. You have opened yourself up to some oh, quite no. poor well look that's on, that's on them though. that just reflect on whatever came to mind first because you might be a horrible Onan figure but that could be your like cheeky Hannibal-esque way of admitting it on air without oh, that trying would be to like accept me. culpability I am like Matt Mickelson <laughs> another email from Mark another one reference because that one was from a couple of weeks ago this one's from the day after our previous episode Globe tart is the <laughs> subject. Sounds like a saucy Always the globe an email community. we're delighted to get. Just listen to your interview with the Flat Earther. I enjoyed the show. I am no closer to becoming a Flat Earth <laughs> believer. I feel like we failed in our, uh, not quite our stated mission, but what really the subtext for me was convert people on the sly. Yeah. Apart from his beliefs that the Earth does not move and is flat, he came across as a nice bloke. I was glad you did not try to ridicule him. Well, he did not pick up on the fishes on low fishes and loaves dig or some of the other asides you made. That was because uh, our volume was quite low down, <laughs> which in hindsight was probably a good idea, but it wasn't intentional. No. Uh, it seems his tweets were not so decent, but there are oh so many people that are prepared to trash write but not trash talk. Looking forward to your next big interview. Who do you see as the target, Declan, of our next big interview? We've done the flat earth we put it to bed. That debate's finished. As I far think as we I'm should concerned. get Alan Dershowitz on. <laughs> oh, goodness. And try and sneak Norm Finkelstein into the conversation. Oh, I imagine. Wow, okay. Well, failing that, that might be. Imagine, like, a interviewing job. him, but pretending that you didn't know they'd had this enormous feud and mm-hmm. like you must be very good friends with 
other famous Jewish scholar. Norm. Norm. <laughs> My big buddy, Norm F. <laughs> Normie F. Um, failing him, what do you see as the natural next step? Are we... We don't want to, like, define too specific a niche, I suppose. We no. want to pigeonhole ourselves as, oh, it's, that's a shame, the show where they either just talk nothing for an hour or they interview some fringe mental case. Right. Sorry, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> but... But, I mean, that's what society would say. Harsh, but fair. Here on That's a Shame, we just see you as another outlandish thinker. But who seems like the next step? So you don't don't want another fringe figure? Look, I'm not saying I don't, but I'm saying that we have to avoid just becoming run-of-the-mill. Keep people guessing. I think... It should be back to our original plan, back when we were thinking of people to interview. Yeah. It should be... Wasn't it Raven? Yeah, it was... The idea was someone who used to work in kids' television. Mm. Not even necessarily as, like, an actor or even a voice actor. Just someone who was, like, a runner. Gaffer. A runner for Big... For Big Ben. <laughs> That's not a thing. Runner for Mr. Ben. Oh, I see. Like... What was your life? How could Mr. Ben have required a runner? <laughs> More than one room to make. <laughs> it was just one person cutting out horrible little cartoon, probable Hitler pervert shopkeepers and moving them around. How about, um, so children's TV is one area, definitely. I, wor- I worry that it's kind of UK centric. Will that translate to our global listenership? I, I think the madness of it will. Yeah. If we can pitch the interviewers like, what was it like to be at the centre of that frenzy that was children's TV psychedelic output? Oh, that horrible acorn man. Yeah. I really hate him. He's quite severe. He is the most incredibly explicit pervert, I think. Mm. Like, There's never, there wasn't even an attempt on the part of the creative team to cover to up the fact that this acorn was fondling every animal <laughs> in the woods from one edge of the woods to the other. That's horrible to think of. How about so? Yeah, I like, I do like the general idea of people who are just to the side of something we know about. Yeah. So, like something popular, but then we want someone who is like very tangential to mm. it. That yeah. seems like they'd have a lot of insight. Because the people at the centre, what they're going to say? Oh, it was great. It was great time. being Scarface, said Al Pacino. Thanks, Al. See you next week. Nah. What about the guy who had to rig everything to blow up? Mm, yeah, and then but even to, and then, then, and then, and then they wanted another take. <laughs> to put it all, glue it all back I want, together again. The only person from Scarface that I want any interaction with is the person who applies the scar to his face every day in makeup. Like, what <laughs> was that like? What was that like there. knowing that all the pressure of that film rested on whether or not people looked at Al Pacino and said, well, he has a scar face. He must be Scarface. Mm. Like, that's the kind of angle we need to take. And were they ever tempted for a laugh to put it on the other side? <laughs> oh, I bet they were. They're the stories they <laughs> oh, could tell. God. To be a fly on the wall in that Scarface room. <laughs> Let scar me tell you, the makeup. Scar Application Centre. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'd like to talk to the woman who plays GLaDOS in Portal. How do you feel about that? I'm on board. Yeah, she's got a lot of stories to <gasps> what tell. What about Kim Handyside's? Oh, narrator of occult crimes, Kim Handysides. That's her. Yes, I think I have her email address from the last time I considered this. I yeah, we should so. get in touch with her. Mm. If you listeners have got any ideas, because the thing is, what I learned, I was very briefly while at university and very much for uh, one reason and one reason alone, which was free self-importance. <laughs> oh, I see. No, no, not really. You're closer. It was just for tangential benefits. I was a music editor 
of the like university paper. And that meant doing nothing practically. I wrote maybe one article yep. other than the one I wanted to write. And the only reason I wanted to do it was to see if I could interview a like musical hero of mine, Kurt Elling, the jazz singer. And I sent his agent an email and slightly inflated the readership but just coming from like an account that was affiliated with some media outlet, he was like, yeah, sure. Here's his number. <laughs> and then I, like the next day I was just calling Kurt Elling's like private flat in Chicago. He's like really big. He's won like loads of Grammys and stuff. It seemed like the access was just there as long as you had the loosest of credentials. Yeah. So I think we shouldn't underestimate our ability to probably get a yeah. decent guest if we put yeah. our mind to it. Again, not saying that Wayne wasn't decent, if anything, he was too good for this world, flat or otherwise. <laughs> I made it sound like he's died in the interview. He's been buried out the bottom of the flat earth. That's a shame, isn't it? Look, I'd like to lead us on to what I think is going to be a recurring theme. Now, it's not a quiz. Do you want to maybe start this next week? Well, I, I thought can... we could do the setup. Oh, okay. And well, then lead in so people know what to expect. Okay. Toby King mentioned earlier, emailed in. On true love. Toby's emails always begin with on. Yes. Yeah. Just something to consider. Hello, gents. I know how much you love asking each other inane, endless questionnaires week after bloody week. That sounds cheeky to me. That sounds like he's, he's having a bit of a dig, a isn't he? Yeah. He wouldn't, old Isaac he wouldn't be that brave to our faces, would he? I'd eat him. <laughs> I would eat him where he stood. <laughs> There'd be nothing left. He'd be a one bone bag. We've had not Proust, which revealed basically nothing about either of you. But what if these questions... I thought we were pretty open. I felt exposed in a way <laughs> Very that I've vulnerable. not felt since that man who's pissing in a dryer next to me. Who stared straight into, <laughs> into your the soul. soul. <laughs> Urine flying everywhere. The only man who loves the Dyson Airblade more than you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm never using one again. I've sworn off them. <laughs> Fuck that. Uh, but what if these questions could result in something tangible? What... If they could lead, dot, 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 to love. Wow. (sighs) Allegedly, if you two ask each other these questions, you'll fall in love with each other, which I think is a nice (laughs) goal for 2018. So what I thought we'd do is this is uh, 36 questions. I think we should spread it out in a big way. I'm thinking maybe two an episode. I'm I'm, I'm just worried, Isaac, that if, if we spread it out like that, the love. Are we going to fall in love? <laughs> That's true. You are supposed to do it in one session. Two, well, maybe we could do it as a special. To an episode. What? Are you saying that's... Well, I'm just saying that the the, that will there. be at, with no interruptions. Yeah. We won't episodes. have finished this for 18 weeks. Yeah. That's good. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? <laughs> Before you have to pop off. I I like the fact that Toby suggested this as the main vocal opposer to of Proust. and questionnaire and Proust in general, yeah. So... The study, have you heard of this before? Uh, Only when you told me about it. Okay. Well, uh, I'll tell you now, the listeners, as a conceit. I'm going to tell you again. I'm willing to hear it again. But here you represent the listenership. So So what it was, was a study a while ago that it pops up. You'll have seen it on kind of uh, those YouTube accounts that want to look like they're on trend. Yeah. But they're always like, they'll trend, but maybe for like a day. Oh. They're not the big hitters. They're not the Buzzfeeds, the Vox, the Vice. That's a shame. The That's a Shame uh, YouTube channel with, what is it, no no subscribers? 
I'm not even subscribed to it. I mean, it, we've put up episodes there. Have we ever, ever told anyone that? No, but Say aren't you, they all... I thought that they were all what about hidden link, like private No, link they're all there. Are they all actually there? Yeah, though? like if you look, if you, for whatever reason, say Pocket Cast is blocked at work or your phone blows up in a Samsung Note-esque oh, hellhole, then just pop on YouTube. Give that to shame a search or you can go shame.city slash YouTube, I think, if I made that. Anyway, what this is, right, it was a study in 1997. Goodness me. We could say this is for its 21st anniversary and try and hitch some publicity to that wagon. Yeah. A group of psychologists claimed to have found 36 questions which could make two strangers We've fall in love. We've got five YouTube subscribers. That's mental. Who could they possibly be? Robots, probably. This channel doesn't have any content. What? It does. We've got 52 videos. <laughs> there you go. Uh, two decades later, the study has been put to the test and filmed for all to see. Blah, blah, blah. Video uploaded yesterday. Anyway, what's interesting is that in one incarnation of this, quite a lot of the people who they got just random survey participants, like a, a higher than average amount of if you just put two strangers together for a while, ended up in long-term relationships. Is that something you're prepared to do? Do you worry that life in love with me would be even more difficult than it is rooms now? next to each other. I mean, it's in some ways, it's the perfect kind of fairy tale ending on board. to That's a Shame. But in I'm another not. way, I don't know if you're prepared for this. Oh, I am. I, I know that you're not. No, no. I'm, I'm certain I, you could not handle me. Isaac. <laughs> Isaac. The things I've handled. Oh. And the things that you... The things that it. you will have to learn to handle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what better way to launch that sexually aggressive <laughs> ship that'll be something we're going to pick up in the coming weeks hopefully not <laughs> in a mary rose fashion absolutely off not. the shore and straight into the deep it's going to lucitania itself straight off um, i i it, i am on board ship pun there for you on board with um my mother when it comes to the mary rose right because she said that she remembers it being a big news story when they found it. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're, we're going to, you know, it's possible that one day we're going to bring it up and mm-hmm. whatnot. And then recently they were like, oh yeah, we're opening an exhibition. It's like been kind of partly restored and we're putting it on display. Mm-hmm. And they'd spent so many millions of pounds doing it. <laughs> and then when they did it, it was like an eighth of the hull of the boat. Right. Just in a room with a light on it. For, and that was it. And that was, that was all, that they was all they'd found. It wasn't like... My, wow, the my, grandeur. My mum was like, I, you know, I, obviously we weren't expecting the whole fucking ship like <laughs> as it was, but expecting a bit more than... It was like, genuinely, if you just put 20 planks of wood yeah. in a big row, you could have called it Were the Were you allowed rows. to touch it or anything? Like, it was behind glass, That's miles away. That's bullshit, isn't it? Thing is, I wouldn't have any interest in seeing a live boat, let alone a resurrected part of a dead boat. Also, I like your question there. I think we should all be able to touch everything in museums. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) All I ever want to do is touch that bit of the moon that's at the Science Museum. Oh, I've touched that. I've touched a bit of the moon, actually, I should specify. Not necessarily that one, but (laughs) I think it's from the same sample. (laughs) Yeah, no, when I did my astronomy GCSE at Greenwich Observatory, they had a moon exhibition with bits on loan, and Mr. Sizer... Side. Bits on loan. Bits they, on loan. They lent you a bit band. of the moon. <laughs> yeah, they lent a bit of the moon to the Greenwich Observatory. It's <laughs> like the biggest space thing we have in the UK. And uh, it's 
the biggest the biggest space, space thing we there, have in the UK. Um, uh, Mr. Sizer, who ran the astronomy course, had to go on Saturday mornings to do a course that I I like space, but I don't like uh, sort of half being taught the physics of it no. because we never actually learned any of it. It was all no, just sort of like glossed so. over. Um, and anyway, I had to go there on Saturday morning. And sit but you know the Zodiac now, so you're all right. Yeah, that was the main part, actually. I can predict the fuck out of anything. <laughs> uh, the good ones were, rather than being in the classroom for four hours, whatever it was, we'd get to go in the planetarium all day. That's and being good. in a planetarium, like, relatively on your own, because they see, what, 300 people. Have you ever been to Greenwich Planetarium? I have not. Lovely no. experience. Beautiful room. You know what they're like, big circles. Bits of the moon littered about Just the place. Just chucking it down. <laughs> But no, it's, and they always have that space like ambient music. So it's like, the solar system is fucking great. I don't think I could go because I'd just be thinking of Bojack Horseman. Oh, that's very sad. But get over that because it's a whale of a time. The seats <laughs> lean back. It was, it's the most comfortable, restful nap I've ever had was in that planetarium. Oh, that's good. Anyway, one day, Mr. Sizer, who once upon a time, when he was cross with not me, but the behavior of, people who I was affiliated with he asked me to stay behind as a kind of de facto representative of the group like a t- kind of tribal leader for our contingent mm-hmm. he asked me to stay behind and he just said I'll say one thing he was a very awkward man very like kind of stereotypical uh, scientist before teacher right because he was to be fair a working member of the research team yeah. at the Greenwich Observatory very very clever but he was not great at classroom management as you would expect and he sidled up and said I'll just say one thing. A fool is a fool is a fool. <laughs> and then he just stopped talking. I was like, cool. Lots See, to I, think about. After the second fool, I thought I had I thought I had it. No, 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 but the third one that's the kicker. It changes the meaning in a way that I mean this changed is changed my life. This is like nine years later and this I'm still is, thinking about what he meant by that's that. the eat pray love of 2018 it's much better anyway let me touch the moon so that's great <laughs> <laughs> so more of that to come we're going to interview the moon within 10-15 episodes yep. until then this episode's been very uh, shame mail based shame mail of course is the name of one of our great features emphasis only... on one <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we read any and all email that arrives in our inbox. Well, not all, because a lot of it's spam and I don't read that out. Otherwise, I'd be no. reading about, like, what was his name? Bobby Chesthands, the CEO of MailChimp or something. Very upsetting. <laughs> anyway, I don't read that out. But if you want to get in touch with us, by any means, then do. We'll accept it. We'll read it out. We love to interact. We take questions. We take feedback. We've got a balcony full of pigeons. You want to send a pigeon? Yeah. Knock they'll, yourselves they'll, they'll out. They'll know where to go. Send us a hand dryer. You get them to Collendale, they'll they'll know where to go, yeah. as is the balcony. It's the place to be. Tass at shame.city is the email address. Also, there's a contact form at shame.city slash contact. Go there as well. What else, Declan, can people do to send thoughts straight out of their little heads into ours? Well, neither of us is necessarily a believer in telepathy. Um, I still hold on to the belief that I could do it if I tried hard enough. Yeah, see, I thought that you might. (laughs) But the thing is, is that I don't think that you have any confidence that anyone else in the world would be good enough to do it. Oh, certainly not. No one I've met. So it'd be difficult for them to send you 
yeah. prime receiver, reader of stars. I'd have to be very mode. receptive that day, and I'm not in the headspace for that. The no, exactly. I haven't touched the moon You don't want to know years. what anyone in here is thinking. Horrid. Last so, these questions. Uh, so, superpowers and mind reading aside, mm-hmm. they could just tweet us. I guess. It's the next best thing. Yeah. If you can't bring lemons, bring tweets. tweets. So, uh, you can contact the show at That's a Shamecast. Hell of a Twitter. Um, we've some of our latest tweets. They've been on pretty on point <laughs> in a big way. Um, so you can find the show there. You can find Isaac at Isaac BD, and you can find myself at Cynical Declan. Mm, I was thinking about Isaac BD the other day, as I do in fact every day. <laughs> but in the third wake person. Up. But no, I was thinking, is that odd? That word does it sound like BD? Yeah, does it sound like a word rather than the initials? No. Because it's weird as well that on Facebook I'm called Isaac BD. I'd never really thought about that being weird. But it is odd, isn't it? Very. Should I be concerned? What image does it it project It was the main thing that made me consider not becoming your friend. (laughs) Wow. What image does it project, though? A kind of confident spear thrower. Pretension is what oh, really? it, is what it, it? conveys. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not that. It's when I signed up to Facebook, they wouldn't allow me to have a hyphen in my name. So I thought, fuck that for a game of Skittles. Try BD <laughs> on for size. I'll, I'll pop the Henri Philippe in the middle <laughs> as well and we'll see how they like those apples. So what was I supposed to do? I can't help it. And also it keeps the, the riffraff at bay. Because people, you know, like someone you meet on a bus and they're like, oh, let's be friends. You're like, oh, I suppose not. Someone at our door. Hmm. Who's it going to be? It's the Domino's man. For you? Yes. Oh, that's exciting. Um, We'll wrap up then. All of this stuff is just to say at Isaac BD is still the place to find me (laughs) until I think of a better one. Until Isaac's existential crisis takes hold. One way or another. Also, reviews are much appreciated. Send us hurtling up the iTunes charts that Declan so boldly and, dare I say, incorrectly, arrogantly predicted we would surmount. No. Uh, Well, it remains to be seen. No. It's coming towards the end of January and we're nowhere. But there's still time. There is a lot of time, and it, you know, virality takes but hours these days. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. All we've got to do is something outlandish, vaguely racist, like video. Or all over the I know a great forest where people kill themselves. If you want to go and poke around <gasps> we there, we could for go a bit. and like just we could pop the corpse in the thumbnail. Yeah, well, corpse in the thumbnail. It seems to be the dumb thing. Not the band name. Band yeah. Um, what on earth was I getting at with all of that? Um, reviews. Oh yeah, shame. City slash reviews. <laughs> Five stars only, please. Uh, it's not supposed to be a real representation of your views unless they are aligned with the five-star ideal. Yeah. Just, you know, do us a solid. Anything else? I think that's all, isn't it? That's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. We've mentioned the Patreon at the top of the show. If you think the show's worth anything monetarily, and God knows why you would, shame.city <laughs> slash Patreon. No? Patreon.com slash shamecity. That's, that's the one. one. You'll unlock bonus episodes aplenty. We've got this new fun feature where originally we said that it would be four a month. And in our heads, that was because we knew we wouldn't really commit to one a week. But it has just given us license to do four on the last day. (laughs) So we might revise that. Maybe we should say like two a fortnight so that Mm. we force ourselves to do more content. Yeah, that's probably what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of bonus stuff up there coming in in the next few days. And if you sign up today at it's quite a low level isn't it it's not one of the high levels no, to get some bonus stuff not at all. then you unlock it immediately you get your own rss feed it's 
just there for you. Oh, it's art. It's, it's really beautiful. lovely. Until episode 62, and God knows what that will bring for all of us here at Shame City. I've been Isaac. You've been... I've been Declan. And we'll see you... <gasps> on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities. Oh, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. For me, the bare necessities of life will come to you. Necessities of life will come to you.